The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome to Sisters Grim Podcast. How'd you do this? I'll show you. I'll show you. To test the levels, let's say the most annoying shit ever. Um, vampires are honestly my thing. Oh my god, I have all of the Twilight books and I still read them. <laughs> I read all four concurrently at once. I read the Twilight books before anyone knew what Edward was. I believe in Edward Cullen more than I believe in <laughs> God. I accidentally read New Moon first because I didn't <laughs> realize that there were other books in the series. One time I was in a mental institution and I asked my dad to bring me Harry Potter and he brought me the most depressing Twilight <laughs> book that there is. That's like our dad. All right. Thanks, dad. <laughs> like, oh my God. So this is the Sisters Grimm podcast. I am Morgan Freeberg and I had Taco Bell twice today. Very nice. I am Holly Freeberg and I am on conflicting medications right now. What do you mean? Um, it means that I took a Xanax and then forgot I took a Xanax and then took another Xanax. Oh. So, yeah. So, yeah, like we said, Sisters Grimm podcast, we are on Richard Ramirez, number three. Last one. Last part. Thank goodness. Um, but also, like, very interesting. Like, this is definitely, well, maybe not what I'm about to say. But this one what? is more lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's less murder. There's no murder. Well. There is one murder. There is a murder. But, uh, spoiler alert. So, anywho, um, just like a little correction section, there was an assault and murder that happened that we slash I personally failed we to together mention. together as a podcast. <laughs> Thank you for taking responsibility. I was here. Um, <laughs> I was here. Uh, after attacking the Needlings, or Needings, rather, on July 20th, 1985, Richard drove to Sun Valley, and around 4 a.m. he broke into the Coven... Uh, Coven? Coven... Coven, 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 He broke into a Coven's house and they fucked him up. He broke into the Supreme's house. The Supreme's. The Supreme's. The, the Supreme. The, he ran into. Oh, this is bad. Anyway, so um, there was it was like a family. The wife, uh, Sumkeed, was asleep on the couch and was awoken by the sound of a screen door opening, but before she could do anything, she saw a tall man with a gun standing in the living room where she'd been sleeping, and Richard said, Bitch, shut up. If you say anything, Super I'll original. kill you. Yeah, right? Well, that was, like, one of the things, like, you know, when they... shut up. <laughs> do you think he said it like... No, he no. was like, he's like, bitch, shut up. Like, or he was like, bitch, shut He's like, bitch, shut up. He's like, shut up, bitch. Bitch, shut up! Yeah. 
I, I would, I care, well, like, during, like, the lineup, like, that's one of the things that they would have them oh, say. Oh, really? Yeah, and then. Bitch, shut up. Oh, that's fucking funny. You'd think, like, if you was. like, I heard you're looking for Candyman, bitch. Yeah. Like, if he'd been Love a it. little smarter, he could have said it with a little different inflection of, like. Right. Well, but bitch, he, like, shut up? He's like, <laughs> bitch, shut up. Bitch, shut bitch, up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, well, yeah, we're sorry. It's cool. Let's bring shit it gets down. dark here. Uh, so, as Samkeed uh, sat frozen in fear in the living room, he Richard rather went to their bedroom and shot her husband, Chaitarong, right in the head, dead. He mm. came back to the living room, told Samkeed that he had just killed her husband, and if she didn't do everything he told her to, that he would kill her and her two kids. Yeah. Uh, he ripped off all of her clothes, dragged her all around the house. Um, he dragged her to her bedroom to show her that he had killed her husband. He tied her up, brutally raped her, and left her there. And he went into the room of her eight-year-old son, who sh- she could hear, like, crying yeah. out. Richard then came back into her room, grabbed a bottle of baby oil before back going, before going back into the little boy's room. He untied Zamkeed, took her into the, her son's room, where his arms and legs were tied up and he had a sock in his mouth and he'd been sodomized by yeah. the baby oil. It's so fucking gross. When Samkeed, she was one of like literally 50 witnesses. Yeah. Like so many witnesses. Maybe even more than that. I might be getting that wrong. But like when she was like telling the story, Richard was just smiling the whole time. Ugh. Like a monster. She's got the creepiest face. Creepiest face. Um... Little, like, side note, the, um, the person who, like, uh, found out about, like, Mei Ling, because she mm-hmm. was the, uh, victim whose death Richard wasn't convicted of until 2009, but the, uh, cold case detective, can I help you Tuesday? What? Can I help you? You know how to jump up on a bed, you dum-dum. Just get up here, stupid. There you go. <laughs> anyway... So I found out that the um, officer who had pulled, she just pulled a random cold case file and it happened to be Mei Ling's and her name was Holly. Cool. You know how much I'm into my own name. I know. It's like crazy. It's like super crazy. (laughs) Um, Also that incident where Romero, uh, like with the Romero family, Mm -hmm. where Richard tried breaking in, but that ended up fleeing because the whole family woke up. I read that it was actually the younger boy who, like, he literally ran out into the street. Instead of, like, just driving away, Richard backed up to make eye contact with the boy and oh. then, and then like, did a U-turn and then, like, bounced. But it was a... It was a bright orange Toyota Corolla. Dumbass. Boxy as fuck. Yeah. And... and orange car that is so giveaway yeah so giveaway many so, orange cars that are on the street four yeah not a lot not many so the one of the best things in the entire world is the capturing it really is it's like straight out of a movie it's oh it's a hundred percent it's people doing it for them damn selves oh my god it is vigilant vigilante vigilante justice yeah. at its Finest. It really, truly, at is. its most perfect. So, so Richie Rams made his way to freaking Arizona now. Yeah, he was going to visit his brother, but for whatever reason, they like failed to meet up. I don't know. Probably because Richard was so like, 
want him to kill somebody. Well, I th- or maybe like his brother like had seen f- news footage because like yeah. Tucson isn't super far away from. And he knew where his brother was. Yeah, in that area, and he knew his brother had gross teeth. I'm sure he. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they literally. I mean, they literally, like, put out his, uh, like, uh, some... His picture. Oh, yeah, his picture. pictures were yeah. on the front newspaper of the LA Times, right? Yeah. And so maybe his brother was, like, trying to help. I don't know. Or, like, be like, just turn yourself in and things will be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. They don't say which brother. That was on August 30th, 1985. And on August 31st, 1985, Richard returned back to Los Angeles in the morning Um, actually at the bus terminal that he was at, there were cops staked out. Right. Like, seeing if some, uh, and, like, anyone was gonna leave. Right. They were, because they thought someone would be getting on a train to leave. Mm -hmm. Yes. But Richard came in inbound. And so he went over to a convenience store that was in East L.A., and when he walked in, there was, like, a little group of old ladies who were just, like, El Matador and, like, pointing at him, which means, like, the The killer. killer, yeah. And then he, uh, like, this, like, would be the most amazing part in the movie. I can just see this in, like, a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, like, him looking over at, like, all of the newspapers, and And then he's on them, yeah. And then you fucking figure out, you're like, holy fuck! (laughs) It just zooms in and, like, shows every single one and, like... Oh, that would just be so like. And he's just in probably mm. like a leather jacket with like a dirty ass shirt underneath. His teeth are probably like grimy and like stinky. And there's probably like some flies around oh, him. Oh yeah. His hands are dirty. There's blood stains on them. He's wearing his other pair of. <laughs> he's wearing what are those his shoes un- called again. <laughs> what shoes? The shoes. Oh, from- avia- avias. Yeah, he's wearing a pair of avias. Uh, he went. He went back to San Francisco, searched <laughs> the lake or whatever yeah. body. Water that is drug the lake. Yeah, dr- he drug the whole lake. Just he's like, um, uh, I don't mean to bother those sweet avias. Those sweet avias. Um, so they were they were talking like, oh my god, there's the killer. Yeah, and so he freaked out, ran out. He ran across the Santa Ana Freeway, which is six lanes it's of fucking traffic. Fucking crazy. Yeah, tried car. Be like going against like around like two ninety. Exactly, or like trying to run across like Lakeshore Drive. Yeah, honestly. Oh, oh I've done it. You are. I like three in the morning. Yeah, no, this no was one's like, there. This was like this <laughs> rush was, hour. Yeah. While running across, he tried hijacking a woman's car, but he was being chased by local like bystanders. Yeah, literally he, just civilians on the street. Yeah, and so he couldn't get away with it. He ran as far as he could. He was hopping over fences. Right. He tried hijacking two other cars and was eventually captured by a group who recognized him, obviously. They hit him over the head with a metal bar. Can you imagine? Held him down and beat the shit out of him. Beat the fucking shit out of him. I doubt... When they took him in, he had, like, a huge, like, missing oh. chunk of hair on the back of his head from them beating the shit out of him. In one of the interviews I was watching, it was, like, right after then, and he has, like, a huge, just, like, yeah. bald patch, which is honestly kind of sad because his hair is so pretty. Well... I mean, what are you going to do? He's a piece of he fucking garbage. Piece, it was... Let's keep going with the story. It's so fucking badass. Um, like, but apparently, this is really shitty. Richard didn't feel the same. Um, the neighborhood he'd ran uh, into was predominantly Hispanic, and he said to the police, my own people, can you believe that? Mexicans gave me up. What? And it's like, it doesn't matter what race you are. Dude, they're scared of you. You are a murderer, Rob. You know how terrified this, like, whole community was of this fucking guy? This whole city. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 
They were fucking badass bitches, all of them. They ha- There was a news clip. They were literally having a block party. Everyone had the biggest smiles on their face. Mm-hmm. They had a fucking They DJ. were so happy when his ass got caught. Yes. And, like, hell yeah. Like, that was really... He's I mean, just such a fucking sociopath, like, putting the blame on his psychopath. people. Yeah, doing like, that fuck is... Fuck you. Like, fuck you. Yeah, displacing so, blame like that. Yeah. So now it is time to get into the trials and tribulations. <laughs> Which were fucking cray. Cray, cray, cray. So Richard waited in jail for three years, actually, before his case finally yeah. went to trial. It was constantly... Good. And for him, because he he was doing it on purpose, because really? he was as bu- he was buying as much time as he possibly could. Yeah, um, it was being pushed back because of disagreements between the prosecutors and the defense. Richard changed his lawyer probably five times, and like the yeah. judge was like very lenient on him for him being a fucking serial, serial killer. Ki- multiple, multiple. Serial I mean, killer. allegedly at this point, but like, come on, well, let's yes, be real. You saw that avia footprint, yep. doy. Um, he was just. So, yeah, Richard was just buying himself time. And because he killed people in so many different places, there were a lot of jurisdictional issues. And so some of the cases were actually dropped just in order to yeah. expedite the process. Yeah. Because, like, those families they were like, do just, that. yeah, fucking just get, I mean, I can under. But he does, I mean, he gets, like. Oh, he was convicted a, of all a of them. A lot of it. All of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. Which is good. So finally, on July 22nd, 1988, it's literally, yeah. like. We're talking summer of 85 was fucking crazy. So much shit happened in the summer of 85. It was He started, crazy. like, dating someone in 1985. Yeah, I talk about her a little bit. Um, but how crazy that that happened, that, like, how much happened in 1985. I know. For we, him. How, and then, like, just in ugh. life, we got back to the future. It was yeah, great. I wasn't around, but. You can still appreciate it. I wasn't there either. True. Uh, we were both twinkles in our parents' eyes. So during his first court appearance, the part where you lift your hand to be like, I, I tell the yeah. truth, not, all the all the truth. Nothing about the truth, so help me God. Yeah. Uh, Richie had a big old pentagram on his hand. And, and if you Google him, this will be the picture that you find. This will be one of the first He's pictures. giving his, like... Well his known, statement. like like pursed lips, like mm. like like smizing eyes look, you know, and he's just kind of like. I would argue that like, for sure. I would argue, you know, Richard Ramirez. I would also like to point out that my hand is still up. Yeah, put your <laughs> hand down. Um, Richard Ramirez had <clears throat> the scariest eyes. They were just black. Yeah, they were. were just black. So he would also scream "Hell, Satan!" a, a lot. lot. He's very disruptive in court. Yeah, and jail actually didn't stop him from being a psychopla- pl- psychopath. 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 Um, Olivia Plath. <laughs> That's not even her name. Sylvia Plath. Um, employees <laughs> at the jail told uh, Los Angeles Times that they had overheard Richard saying that he was planning on shooting one of the prosecutors with a gun. Yeah. Uh, because of this, there were metal detectors put up at the entrance of the courtroom, and people were thoroughly searched before entering. Mm-hmm. The actual trial started in January of 1989 and had over 100... Oh, yeah, not I said 50 earlier. Over 100 witness testimonies. Shit. And Richard, of course, had his fucking groupies. Mm-hmm. Everybody would wear black, and he a lot of the time. When did he get married? Sunglasses. What years? I have it in here somewhere. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly quite sure. I think it was 85. You may be right. It might have been 86. I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, of any serial killer I've read about, I think Richard, 
like, I mean, Ted Bundy's was pretty big, but I think he had the largest literally cult following because yeah. he was like into Satanists and um, because a lot of them were girls. Yeah. Um, and so now actually I'm going to get a little sciencey. Hybristophilia is defined by sexologist Professor John Money as a condition in which arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasms are responsive to being with someone known to have committed an outrage, most commonly in the case of Richard Ramirez's murder, rape, armed robbery, and it's also known as Bonnie and Clyde syndrome. Oh, yeah. Uh, like going back to Carla Homoka and mm-hmm. uh, Paul Bernardo. Yeah, she um, was very into that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very large community of teenage girls on Tumblr who are very passionate about the oh, fact yeah. that they have this. They're mostly in love with like fucked up, like the. I'm the opposite. The new, yeah. The, <laughs> that is super unattractive to me. That is the most disgusting. Like, Elliot Rogers and, like, that one really gross kid who killed... Like, even, like, uh, robbery, like, that's just, like, ew, you, like, are robbing someone? Yeah, like, that's just such an intimate thing, and it's just so invasive. It's, like, the worst ever. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, uh, women fall in love with serial killers. Um, and, like, no, like, shame in the people who feel that way. Yeah, I mean, hybristophilia is it in the happens. it is in the DSM five, and so it is treated as like a philia. Oh my god, I remember the first time I found out about philias, and I was like, "Where has this been all of my life?" Right. Um, one of uh, some common reasons are uh, to make them think that they can make them a better person. Right. One is like kind also like the hunting and gathering like aspect of it. Um. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, for fame and glory, media coverage, right. like if they want to oh, yeah. write a book. Although in, uh, I'm not sure what it is in every state, but in California, if you write a book or do anything regarding your trial, it goes to the uh, families of the victims. That's good. It has to. That's really good. Um, uh, and for some women, they consider have it having... It being like having the best boyfriend because they don't have to do anything for them because they're in prison. Yeah, they don't have to, like, provide. And they don't have to worry about them going and cheating on them with another woman because there's no way they can. No, they don't have to do their laundry. They don't have to cook dinner for them. This is in the 50s, apparently, what I'm describing. But kind of the hunting-gathering thing you were saying, like, from an evolution... An evolution... Um, an evolutionary psychology perspective, psychologist Leon F. Seltzer says that it comes from the early days of human beings, women being really attracted to alpha males, yeah. um, having a partner who could kill made them feel very, you know, safe and protected yeah. and that they knew that their children would be safe and protected. Um, I mean, it's interesting. You can tell from court footage of uh, Richard that he loved his groupies, like, he would, like, wave at them and yeah, wink at them. and wink at them all the time oh, and, my like, God. give them little looks. There is an amazing gift that I will post after this is, mm-hmm. this comes out, and it is, it's really funny. It's of him, like, flipping his hair. <laughs> there's another... He's so extra. Th- oh, he's so... There's one of him literally jumping out of a van, like, <laughs> an excited little boy. Like, I, I know this is fucking shitty, so... Because he is disgusting. Yeah, so, he's the worst. Back to the trial. Um, it was interrupted on August 14th because one of the jurors, Phyllis Singletary, didn't arrive to court that day. Yeah. And they can't do it with 
Oh, yeah. yeah. They have someone there. there. They got to have all 12. Uh, later that day, she was found shot to death in her apartment. How fucking crazy is that? It terrified the jury. Yeah. They believed that Richard had somehow orchestrated Phyllis's death. Right. However, Richard was not responsible for Phyllis's death because she had been killed by her boyfriend, who later committed suicide with the same gun he'd used to kill Phyllis. And the alternate Fucked juror... shit. Yeah. The alternate juror who replaced her was scared shitless and could barely go home to her own house. And they were all fucking terrified. Yeah. Um, at one point during the trial, uh, Richard was asked if he thought his sister Ruth, whom he was very, very, very close to, yeah. she was the one he went and lived <clears> with, <throat> he was very, very protective over her, and the prosecutor asked him if he thought that she had ever been sexually abused by their dad, and he started snarling. He didn't answer. All of the veins started, like, popping out of his wow. neck and on his forehead, and he started, there's a... There's a, there's you can a, see it? There's a lot of gifts of Richard Ramirez. Pause this. I want to look Not it up right lie. now. Okay. We're going to look at it. I actually have it in an email. I can show it to you immediately. Like, totally. Yeah, he's creepy as fuck. It's really scary. We'll post it, obviously. I uh, I added it to my Giphy. Ew. <laughs> or Jiffy. It depends how you want to say it. I don't want to say Jiffy. That's peanut butter. That's, that's Jiffy Lube. That's Jiffy Lube. Mm, I have a good Jiffy Lube story, but I think I already told it. Anywho, so, so, let's see. Where was I? Okay, so Court <laughs> was... Snarling. Uh, snarling, Ruth. Um, so Court was often, like you said, disrupted because of Richard's behavior. Mm-hmm. He would distract people by showing off, you know, his patented uh, pentagram on his hand. He would draw other satanic symbols. And he would have constant outbursts, um, mostly towards the judge, one time, like, I was watching this uh, clip of him, and he's, like, this joke. He has a very low voice. Yeah. It's scary. He looks like Kylo Ren. Yeah. Adam Driver could play Richard. I know he I could, say everyone but... could play Richard Ramirez, but, like, No, I he think he'd could, be good. He would, he would, because of that voice, dude. Go see Star Wars. Okay, so, um, at one point... Richard was like, this is a trope, or this trial is a joke, you fucking fool. Yeah. And he was escorted out of the courtroom, obviously. Yeah. So on September 20th, 1989, at his verdict trial, he was unanimously found guilty on 13 counts of murder. Duh. Five attempted murders, 11 counts of sexual assault, 14 burglary charges. That is a lot of shit. That is a lot of fucking shit. That is a lot of shit. So, at his November 7th, 1989 sentencing trial, Richard received 19 death sentences. Oh my god, and his little quote at the end. His response as he's being, as he's leaving the courthouse, like, jumping into the van, he's, uh, he just says, no big deal. Like, they're like, Richard, how do you feel that you got the death... Death they, penalty, penalty. charged with murder. Yeah, he's like, no big deal. Death comes with the territory. See you in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, what the fucking shit? I'll see you in Disneyland? I'll see you in Disney... What do you think his Does favorite... that mean he's, like, gonna go haunt Disneyland? What do you think his favorite ride is, Morgan, if you had to guess? Um, honestly, Tower of Terror. Except oh. that's not even there anymore. They, like, replaced it with the fucking ga- like Guardians of the Galaxy ride or whatever. I'm going 100% teacups. I'm going teacups tea or fuck you, Holly. No, fuck <laughs> you. He's like, he's like, I just like those teacups. 
Honestly, other than that, I couldn't. Or Bighorn, he likes going to Tomorrowland, where it's like. <laughs> so anyway, it's a small world after all. Oh God, no! But that is actually good. Following his sentencing, uh, Ramirez was moved from the jail that he'd been living in in 1985 and was transferred to death row at fucking San Quentin State Prison. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Um, at this time, Richard Ramirez's trial was the most expensive in history of the entire state of California yeah. until it was surpassed by the O.J. Simpson case, which took fucking forever. Yeah. So to bring it a little back around to hybristophilia, this is when I this is the woman I think he started. Yeah. Or um yeah, it is. Um, yeah, they started sending him letters in 1985. Was when he started getting like all of the fucking bitches being like hey hey um, sliding in his fucking jail dms shut up sliding Prison in dms it, sliding into his dms like hey so i heard you killed like a, a lot, lot of people, people. <laughs> um fans like i said they were sending him letters like you said and from 1985 so you were right you were 100 percent right so doreen loy yeah that's like when they started getting together yeah they wrote over 75 letters during his entire incarceration um, in 1988, he proposed to her. So they had a very long courting. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty decent amount of time, three years. So in 1988, he proposed to her. And on October 3rd, 1996, they were married in St. Quentin, the prison, which I didn't think was allowed for people on death, death row. row. I didn't think so either. To, that they were able to well, get no, married. Well, no, because didn't, um, well, didn't Ted Bundy get married? Ted Bundy got married, but remember, he would, like fucking bribed the guards. Yeah, but he still got married. I mean, he got married. No, remember? Because he did the crazy thing where he married oh, her while right, right, on right, the stand. Right. I forgot about that shit. And then he fucked it up the first time. Dumbass. <laughs> and the fucking, well, dumbass, the judge didn't realize what was going on. He was thinking about fucking who knows what. Right. Movie Tootsie. Had that come out yet? Um, no. No. Uh, so Doreen said that she would commit suicide when Richard yeah. was executed. She was saying that, like, the day he's executed, she's going to die, too. Mm -hmm. But they eventually separated, and Richard appealed the fuck out of his execution sentence. The fuck. And California has never gotten rid of the death penalty. It's still it's still in place. Yep. You get that, uh, you get that gas chamber... Ew, one of the worst ones to die. We should do uh, an episode about that. Because uh, it's smart. About all of them. Well, I mean, it'll be about all of them. It's not like we'll do a whole episode about the gas chamber. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, want to do a history on the gas chamber. That sounds like the most saddest thing That ever. sounds depressing as fuck. The most. More so than this, honestly. Yeah. So, to get back to the podcast. Um, <laughs> to get back to Richie. To get back to Richie Rams. Uh, so, he basically appealed, like I said, any chance he possibly could. But on June 7th, 2013, Richard died of complications secondary to having B-cell lymphoma. Holy shit, he died, like, not that long ago. Right, really? I didn't realize he... I thought he died in, like, 2006 or something. Yeah, no, that not that long ago. Um, he literally died two days after Tuesday's birthday. <laughs> Cute. Cute. <laughs> after the day Tuesday was literally born. <laughs> literally. What if Tuesday... 
Whoa. What if Tuesday is the dog embodiment of Richard Ramirez? She does have the taste for blood. Just kidding. But she's so cuddly and sweet. I know, just like serial killers. Totally. So She does have his exact hair, too, if we're being completely honest. I mean, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Richard Ramirez. Maybe it's Richie Cream. (laughs) Richie Cream might have been the most disgusting thing you've ever said in your entire life. Richie Cream. That sounds like the grossest, like kind of toothpaste. No, it reminds me of, um, so bring us some figgy pudding. No, bring, bring us some figgy pu- Wiggy pudding. Ricky. Ricky pudding. Anyway. Oh, fuck you. You're funny. Um, so anywho, it was all he had hepatitis C for Duh. also, for who knows how long. I'm guessing the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> um, and when he died at 53 years old, he had been on death row for more than 30 years. Because he was uh, like 24 when this all started. Oh, yeah. He's like my age. Yeah, no, I was gonna say to you, what, like, just imagine that, like, the most recent summer you had, what if you had spent that whole thing killing Killing people? people. Summer of fucking 2017? I mean, could have been cool. Yeah, I mean, some people did it. Um, so, this is not the end of our story of Richard Ramirez, because during the time that he was incarcerated until the day he died, he had some of the most bonkers interviews I've seen in my entire life. He is life. such a fucking weirdo. And just reading And his... such a fucking, I'm sorry, douchebag. He's oh. like such a fucking douche. He's so into himself. Like when he fucking like read, like does interviews, he like reads from a script and like, tr- like, ugh. He, yeah, it's like it's pretty awful. bad. So. It's like pulling teeth listening to him. Like, oh God. Try to sound like. So and how hard do like trying to like be influencing exactly Ugh. how hard do you think it would be to pull out his tooth? Oh, easy, so easy. It would come out like butter. Yeah. You would touch it and it would just disintegrate Ew, in Holly. your fingers. Yuck! Don't and say butter. And butter teeth. Teeth butter. Ew, just dude. taking a big old bite out of a whole stick of butter. <laughs> I mean, that's not the worst thing. I mean, People deep fry butter and sell it at the county fair. I know, and then they try to convince themselves, this isn't bad for me. And this then, isn't going to kill me in a year. And then their heart is like, what are you doing to me? Right. So, um, there's some interesting psychology stuff regarding Richard. Y'all know I'm a fucking nerd for psychology. Hey, it's very interesting when it comes to the mind of a serial killer because they... Have some crazy brains. <laughs> they got some brains that are like, okay. Uh, so, serial killers, um, brains, obviously. I don't know. My notes don't make sense. Holly loves brains. I love brains. I, like, love brains. Um, so, first, I have to start uh, on, on a lighter note of my favorite thing I've ever read in my entire life, which is a personality questionnaire that Richard was uh, <laughs> mailed and filled out. Okay. It's like one of those uh, like uh, quizzes at the back of a Cosmopolitan For sure. to be like, what's your ideal date? Yeah. Or like a BuzzFeed quiz to like find out what kind of dog you would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, Richard had a lot of time on his hands and... Yeah, yeah. fucking prison. Yeah, I am so happy that A, they sent it to him and B, he filled it out. Me too. Full name, Richard Ramirez. Date of birth, January 28th, 1960. Height. Six foot even. Weight, 180. Shoe size, 12. Which is weird because it says he wore an 11 
and a half in avias, but maybe... Maybe that's a- why he was so pissed, because his shoes were too tight, and they were squeezing his little feet. Squeezing his little toesies. But how... how avias Or maybe his feet got fat in prison, because that prison food isn't good. I was... That makes sense. <laughs> that is also... You know what? I did not think of those reasons. I thought, like, maybe avias ran small, oh, since I can fit... Anywhere between a child size four to a woman seven. Yeah. I have very small feet. Um, hometown, Texas. Just all of Texas. Okay. Not El Paso. <laughs> Just Texas. Oh, good Mar- stuff. Yeah. Marital status, single. Family, five. He's missing someone. There were six. Wasn't he the sixth? Uh, no. I, maybe he's missing. No, he's missing because there were. He was the youngest of five. And then his mom and dad. Oh. So that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe somebody counting his kid. Maybe he was counting himself and his brothers and sisters. It, 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 it continues to get more like he right. was confused by the question. So his wheels, Lamborghini in the San Quentin parking lot. No. You stole a orange Toyota Adam Corolla. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> brothers, four. Again, is he counting himself as one of his brothers? <laughs> Is there a brother I did not learn about? (laughs) Sisters, one, most treasured honored, my dick. What? His most treasured honor is his dick. That's what he wrote? That's what he wrote. (laughs) Morgan, this gets, this takes a hard left. I thought you wrote that part. Oh, no. I was like, what? No, this takes a hard left turn. Okay. Perfect man or woman, (laughs) me. me. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Childhood hero. Jack the Ripper. Favorite TV Basic. show? The Munsters. Hmm. Favorite Mine movies? Too. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Night of the Living Dead. All right, good choices. Favorite bands or singers? Led Zeppelin, obviously. obviously. Black Sabbath, obviously. Iron Madden, Metallica. Madden. Oz- Ma- Maiden. Maiden. <laughs> you also spelled Metallica wrong. Whatever. <laughs> In design doesn't have an easy to do spell check. Okay, so he also loved Ozzy Osbourne, who was part of Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath, so yeah. he was clearly a fan of his solo Really work. big fan of Ozzy. A big ACDC fan. And Billy Idol. Okay. It's like, okay. Um, his hobbies, slicing, dicing, and spicing up rump roast. He they, wrote that? Yeah. This is all him, Morgan. <laughs> oh, my God. Favorite meal, women's feet. Damn. Why you wrote to me? Because you're up on the times, or so it seems, and you're fine. What? Yeah. Recommended reading. All murders and all murder books and true crime magazines, same. Yeah, seriously, us. <laughs> Last book. Us and all of you listeners. Uh, yeah, us and all of you. <laughs> Uh, last book read, which is technically books because these are two separate books. Juliet by the Marquis de Sade and Justine by the Marquis de Sade. Hmm. If you will remember from our uh, five most fucked up movies, we did Salo, 120 Days of Sodom. Right. That is written by the same guy. Yikes. Little teeny, uh, just to like get into the mind, like the things that, you know, yeah. he was reading. Uh, Justine is about a girl, and from the ages of 12 to 26, she's forced to be a sex slave, um, for a monastery. She escapes, only to be captured by men who keep her in a cave as a sex slave, and when she's 26, she's struck by lightning and dies immediately. Mm. So Justine's journey was sort of more about finding virtue and how bad shit kept happening to her. 
uh, but she was a really good person. Juliet, on the other hand, was amoral, a nymphomaniac, and a murderer. Um, we follow. She Richie liked her. Yeah, I think he probably was more of a Juliet fan. Oh mm-hmm. no, no, he liked both things. He probably liked her, the poor fucking Justine, poor sad Justine. It's also called like the tragic life of Justine. I think. Yeah, it's like Justine colon the tragic life of. Um, so uh, Juliet, um, it's her from the ages of thirteen to thirty, where she engages in any depraved act one could possibly do and joins. Uh, like-minded sex libertines, which were the crazy people in 100 Days of Sodom who just mm-hmm. loved doing all kinds of sex shit with each other. She makes friends with a guy whose main passion is murdering young men and boys. She makes friends with an, uh, another old man who commits incest with his daughter, murders his own father, tortures young girls to death supposedly every single day. It's a book. And he plots to cause a famine that will wipe out the entire population of France. He also, she also meets another guy who delights in raping and torturing young boys and girls and eating them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, ugh, fucking disgusting. So, uh, back to the questionnaire. Back to the quiz. Um, ideal evening, full moon, sex, and drugs all night. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a party. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound uh, bad. Every January 1st, I resolve, can't say here, ha. <laughs> So I wonder what he it wrote. Is. Ha! He no, yeah, he wrote the word ha. Oh my god! So there's a lot of these. Also, nobody knows I'm, and then he put two question marks. Okay, because he doesn't. He just doesn't get it. I don't think he understood. Uh, nobody big, knows I'm a serial killer. He, well, probably because I'm a serial killer is his biggest. I wonder one, yeah. and he's like, well, everyone knows. So question like, mark, I, question mark is going to be my answer. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's him being like, "Doy, you know who I am." Um... Uh, my biggest regret, not carrying a gun at all times. If I were president... Yeah. Well, because, you know, he Neither. wants to fucking kill everybody. If I were president, I would rule with an iron heart and a rock hard dick. Okay. Douchebag alert. Yeah, seriously. That's also what President Trump wrote Probably down. was thinking, yeah. Now he's like, mm, there were some things that Richard Ramirez got right. Uh, what I don't like about people. Everything. 99% of the people suck. I like most women, though. Okay. Like, uh, do you? Because you raped and tortured and murdered them. <laughs> but, like, feminist. But, like, uh, mm, mm, I'm no. just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My biggest fear, nothing. Nah, the supernatural, maybe. Right. <laughs> uh, pet peeves, didn't understand that one. Gave it a question mark. Superstitions, also a question mark. Friends, li- friends like me because I ain't got friends. Associates only. I don't oh know why God. I keep giving him a southern accent. I ain't got friends. I ain't got friends. Behind my back, they say, question mark, question mark, because he's probably like, they call me a murderer. They call it to my face. Like, of course, they're saying it behind my back. If I were an animal, I'd be a Tyrannosaurus. (laughs) Okay. You wish. (laughs) You wish. Uh, My goals in life, also double question mark, because he's on death row. Yeah, he doesn't really have any. Like, what goals would I have in life? Okay, no, these two, did you see what they were? No. Okay, so what do you think his favorite color is? Oh, I don't know. Red? No. It's the color he always wore to court. Orange? No, those, that was his jumpsuit. I don't know. Like his favorite color. What do you think his favorite color? Black. Exactly. Favorite number? 666. Exactly. <clears throat> we're not as good as I thought you were going to be, but it's totally fine. Uh, political views, none. All politicians can eat shit. How oh. dare he fucking talks to Joe Biden like that? Yeah. Fuck you. Biden's a hero. 
Uh, thoughts on crime. It's a wheel. You're either the driver or the one who gets crushed by it. Try to avoid it altogether. Well. <laughs> thoughts on drugs. Great. They should be legalized. Well, Thought- same. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. Legalized meth. Hashtag legalized meth. Um, oh, thoughts on sex. Great. Everything goes. What? Sexual likes and dislikes. Great. Everything is good. Except gay men, lesbians are okay. <laughs> Cleaned up the leg in- language a bit. He did not say gay men. I mm. think we all know what he did say, but I don't want to say that word. No. Uh, describe first sexual encounter. Prostitute, his word, not mine, when I was 12 years old. Bet you Uncle Mike got that. Or Cousin Mike. Cousin Mike got that. That is when he got fucking hepatitis C. I am Oh yeah. undoubtedly That was sure. the day he got hep C. That was the day it should have been like, and also the day I got hep C. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what I expect from friendship, nothing. Whoa. Religious thinking, satanic evil motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. I like how you like suck it. And then the worst thing, the last question is, what are you thinking right now? And he says, can I suck your toes? And then he put the person's name. Really in defeat stuff right now. Yeah. He was like very much in defeat at this moment. Yeah. Like really in defeat. There was this one, um, uh, I think it was like the Los Angeles Herald or maybe, and they were trying to get interviews and stuff for him. And so he was like asking them, they're like, he's like, okay, I will do these interviews, but can I please have like a very softcore magazine of women wearing bikinis? Really? Yeah. And they so he were, wanted like a Victoria's Secret catalog? Yeah. He wanted like an anthropology magazine basically. What the fuck? And then they're like, uh, or, yeah, like, I don't know, they, like, bring him a Sears, and they're like, will this do? And he's like, I already came four times. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, it's been so long. It's been a while. It's been a while. So, back to some of the psychology stuff. Um, Richard Ramirez, Helson Morrison, Arbe, yes. said that the process of Richard becoming a killer was kind of like a recipe. Mm-hmm. He already had a base, like, in his brain as more of, like, uh... You know, like, the basis of, like, what a fucking recipe is. Yeah. We all know how to cook. Morgan especially does. Morgan has a tasty video problem. I am addicted to tasty videos, as I've said. Yeah. But we've had and some delicious meals from it, so it's like, you know what? I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do with the situation. If anyone else has some a loved one who is... Suffers from constant suff- tasty video watching. Yeah. Please Give let us, us a know. Holla. Give us a shout out. He already had the base, like I said, and he kept getting more ingredients added, like his like cousin Mike telling right. him about all that shit, watching his aunt get murdered, you know, oh, like, yeah. and what was finally created was the Night Stalker pie. Mm-hmm. That's inappropriate and problematic to say, probably, right? So well, Sounds tasty. Sounds pretty, I bet, I, I'm thinking like bloobs, like blueberries. Oh, I was thinking like mincemeat. Oh, yuck. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) you were thinking of like the most disgusting pie I could possibly think of. Yeah. Except of the one. Bad breath pie. Oh. Poop breath pie. Poop pie. Ooh. His mouth probably smells like The help. Oh yeah, no. no. the help. The help. And it all comes back to the help. Mimi's pie, right Mimi? Mimi, yeah. Oh my God. I love that movie. I did too. Do you want to watch the help after this? Yeah. Let's just go watch the help right now. Let's go watch the help right now. Bye. I love you. So, in the 1980s, a psychologist by the name of Joel Norris identified that there are six psychological phases that serial killers experience through their crimes. There is the aura phase, the first phase where serial killers experience, like, complete withdrawal from reality and may go unnoticed by closest people, like, to them. 
Um, but life has all become, like, they're just, like, in, like, they have blinders on. Like, all they can do is have these violent fucking fantasies. Um, two is the trolling phase. It is not the phase where they start, like, um, saying rude things on people's, uh, YouTube. Instagram pages? Yeah. Um, it's the phase where the, uh, killer starts searching and, like, stalking for their victims. Uh, this phase can last for months or day, like, months, um, regarding maybe, like, uh, Dennis Nielsen, the BTK, mm-hmm. or just days, like, or hours in Richard's case, um, until they found the perfect victim. There's the wooing phase, um, which I think sounds too nice. That sounds yeah. like very Jane Austeny. Yes. Which it's really this is when the killer sets out to gain the victim's trust to put them at ease. Um, they may present themselves as charming, wanting help, uh, harmless, and a neat. This is very Ted Bundy. Yeah, I was gonna say this isn't very Richie. He just walked into people's houses when they're fucking. Sleeping. Yeah, no. Um, capture phase. In this phase, the killer reveals uh, his true sadistic self. The victim becomes incapacitated, whether necked, unconscious, restrained, or trapped somewhere. Like that. Rep- that that's Richard because yeah. he like um, bound people all the yeah. time. Then there is the murder phase. This is the phase, obviously, where the murder takes place. Um, organized killers often choose their victims slowly, causing them and suf- uh, to suffer the most and to torture and torture them before they die. Whereas disorganized killers, aka what Richard was known as, are more likely to kill their victims instantly and commit further acts such as necrophilia and mutilation on their corpses yeah. or rape and you know burglarizing valuables. Mm-hmm. All uh, the valuables. Valuables. Um, then there is the sixth, which is the totem phase, and it's the thrill and kill begins to dissipate from the serial killers. To keep some of the excitement, they sometimes take trophies. Yeah, like he took the eyeballs. Like when he took the eyeballs. Um, sometimes they take clothes. If you're Dexter, you take like a very... Very small drop of blood you and take, you put it on a slide. Yeah, you have a, sm- a, a blood slide that's in your... You'd think you'd smell it. Because it was in his air conditioning unit. Yeah. You had to smell that blood. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a tiny, tiny drop. It's just a little drop. And he like dries it out. Who knows? Um, this is also when they're reminded that they are a killer and that they're, like, warped in this fantasy. Then they go through the, number seven, which is the depression phase. This is the phase in the cycle, like, the anticlimax, which causes depression because they think that killing someone is going to make them feel better. Um, but the... It just... It no, it's like a it's like a void. It's yeah. like a hole that can never be filled. And they find... They, like, are like, oh, well, that, that didn't do anything. So... Sometimes serial killers in this uh, phase, they will kill themselves, mm-hmm. but soon don't. And that's this is kind of also technically considered, like, the cooling off period. Right. Because then it kind of goes back into the whole cycle again. I feel like Richie doesn't, like, go by this at all, kind of, though. He doesn't have, no. like, much of this. I don't think no. he had a depression phase. I really doubt I it. I don't... He I, he didn't have enough time. He Because he was, like, kind of a spree killer. But, he I was. Mean, the, I mean, he did it all in one summer. Like, a summer is not that long. No. And, like, but, I mean... That's three months, and he killed 11 people. But, yeah. like beat however many you know he fucked with probably like 50 people oh oh yeah yeah oh yeah not like because and and like because i think the part where he's like disorganized and they're like more likely to kill their victims instantly because he would like shoot the men in the face and i just realized that this was written um this is like from england or um not america because they don't use Z's, Z's, they use S's. Mm. So shout out, shout out to our friends across the pond. So now we got some weird-ass Richie quotes, which Morgan, who has the best Richard Ramirez, 
uh, I wouldn't say the best. I mean, we may need to workshop it a little bit, but like, um, as I, like, there are so many interviews, like he is crazy. So, um, Morgan, if you please say some of, say, I mean, we mentioned already, obviously the, the titular see you in Disneyland. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, I love to kill people. I love to watch them die. I would shoot them in the head, and they would wiggle and squirm all over the place, and then just stop. Or I would cut them with a knife and watch their faces turn real white. I love all that blood. Ooh, chills. 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 He also said, Serial killers do on a small scale what governments do on a large one. They are products of our times, and these are bloodthirsty times. Even psychopaths have emotions. Then again, maybe not. When but I heard- then when, like, the interviewer asked him about that, he was like, do you have emotions? And he was like, I don't want to, like, or he said something, and then he's like, I don't want to answer that. Like, he's just so betchy and he stupid is. with his interview. He's he just, like, really He'll, is. like, say something, and then when the guy's, like, elaborate, and he's like, I don't really want to. It's well, like, what? Because he was on a script. Oh, I have uh, a quote I wanted to say. It's from the courtroom sketch artist. There's a picture I can show you to go along with this, because apparently Richard had, like, the biggest hands, and so he says, serial killer Richard Ramirez had huge hands. Really? He was by far the scariest person I've ever encountered in my entire life. That's creepy as fuck. I know. Yeah. Ooh, I want to look at his hands. <laughs> okay, Morgan. <laughs> so he also said, um, these violet delights tend to have violet ends. Quoting Romeo and Juliet as well as the HBO series Westworld, who was well, quoting Romeo that, and Juliet. 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 So, okay, this is the other really funny part I have to show you about. What? Unless you've seen it before. And it's very visual, but I will be putting pictures online, and I feel like uh, I can paint a good enough picture as an artist, and Morgan's reactions will probably be really good. Let's so, do anyway, it. so like I said, a lot of time on his hands. So, like most killers do, and honestly, I swear to God, I think every prison has, like, an arts and crafts program. I'm sure. Because every serial killer gets into, like, there's drawing, like, drawings. Like, you can get Ted Bundy. Hobbies are something you need. Yeah, apparently. So, Richard was also one of those people. His drawings are amazing. They range from what you would imagine Richard Ramirez, uh, like, uh, monsters. Like, uh, we're looking right now at a dude with an axe in his head and... A split tongue with eyeballs connected to the tongue? Yeah, like... That looks like something a 13-year-old boy would draw. It does. It does. And then this is, like, there's, like, a scary Satan face. Um, Sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah, I mean... The fuck? Yeah, this is um, a mic... Or not a microwave, rather. Um, It's, it's like, a refrigerator, and there's dead body parts, but it has a timer on it? Yeah, and the timer has a smiley face in it. I know. What the And then there's just, like, Templeton from Charlotte's Web in it? I don't know who that rat is. Him. Um, and then there's a really gross one of, like, a lady... At, with like, no hands. With no arms, they're bleeding. Crying blood. Crying blood. Her shirt says, I love N.O. Don't know what that means. There's, like, a Heisman trophy on There's the- a note that says, love you, mom. Yeah, I'm not sure what that one means. He also, um, drew, like, a self-portrait. Oh, that's actually good. <laughs> he looks like Ezra Miller in that picture. He does. Me. But... Then sometimes Richard would draw more whimsical things, you know, like oh, a dinosaur. My God. <laughs> or like <laughs> He Stewie. did say he was a T Rex. Yeah. 
That is so fucking true. Um, also, a pretty decent drawing of Stewie. That's a really good of drawing Stewie of Stewie. From, Not that Stewie's difficult to draw. No, but, but of Stewie from... Uh, yeah. From, from Family Guy and fucking Spider-Man. Fuck him. He was a, a trip, dude. Dude. And then he died, thank God. Thank God you died of cancer. You should have had a more painful death. I hope it sucked. Oh, to die of cancer is so painful. Plus he had hep C. Yeah. Isn't hep, is hep C? a bad one. I don't know anything oh, about the up. heps. No, I learned about it. Okay, hep B is the one that you get... Um, and like a vaccine, I should, I'm probably also hundred percent wrong. Right. I believe that hep B is like the one that you get an immunization for when like your baby, like it's one of your booster shots. I don't know exactly if that's right. Hep A is like not as common, but like there was like a big outbreak apparently in Los Angeles. We live in Chicago. I'd like to point out. Right. And my mom basically made me get the Hep A shot, and she then tried to make me, but I was like, no, yeah, I just don't feel like it. No, it was dumb, and my arm hurt a lot afterwards, and it was for nothing. Um, but then Hep C is the sexually transmitted disease, and so like ah. the doctor, of course, he had Hep C. Yeah, no, doy. He he. Got, I told you, I'm saying he got it from that sex worker at twelve. No offense to that sex worker, but she probably got it from another twelve year old boy. He had sex with a lot of people. Holy shit! Yeah, his numbers were in the thousands. Probably. He had 525,600 sexual partners. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. So that has been Richard Ramirez. Yeah, we're we're done with him. We're done. Let's do I something like that a little more lighthearted. All of our, like, December episode has been Richie, but, like, maybe we should do, like, Christmas horror movies. Oh, yeah, no, no. We're, we'll do, like, a Christmas shit. We'll, <laughs> you know, Next like, episode you will know be a Christmas, Christmas story? Yeah. We'll watch, we'll do a Christmas shit. We'll do some Christmas shit. <laughs> like, scary Christmas movies. Um, we can do scary, like, ho- uh, Christmas legends and shit. Mm. Like, the Krampus. Murders that happened on Christmas. Ooh, Jean Benet. Oh... Yeah. Yeah, the Jean Bernay Ramsey. Jean Bernay. Jean Bernay Ramsey, all that happened Jean Christmas night. Jean Bernay. Oh, or Christmas Eve night? Chardonnay Ramsey. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, they got home from a Christmas party, and the next morning their daughter was dead. So this has been the uh, Sisters Grim Podcast. It has. What episode are we on, man? We're on 28. Pretty. Pretty. So you can catch us outside on Instagram at the Sisters Grim Podcast. You can catch us outside on Twitter at Sisters Grim Pod. Catch us outside on Facebook. Just type in Sisters Grim Podcast. Literally just go to fucking, no, go to Bing. Type in Google. Bing. Go to Bing to get to Google. Bing. No, that's why it's funny. Or whatever, I don't know. Just Google the Sister Grim Podcast. Our fucking website. Go to our website. Honestly, it's all there. Our website's pretty cool. As she yawns, said Sorry. the woman yawning. Sorry. I mean, it's nine twelve. Yeah, it's pretty early. I went to bed at like five in the morning. Oh my god, I got to bed at like one. one. <laughs> um, uh, so that has been. This is, that's been Richard. We're done with him. Bye forever. Unless, Bye. No, he'll fuck be fuck him and his hails hailing satans. Fuck him and his fucking picture of Stewie Griffin. I am sure he traced it. Oh yeah, he traced that picture. Ten billion thousand percent. Oh my god, no. Oh my god, I'm so happy. I thought of this. Uh, I forgot to write it down. So also one of his favorite movies was <laughs> Silence of the Lambs. 
Duh. And so he was having this interview, and he's like, yeah, he's like, that guy Ted Levine, he's like one of my heroes. Like, that is one of the greatest, like, roles. He plays it so good and so creepy. Ted Levine came forward saying, fuck Richard Ramirez. I hope he fucking rots in hell. Yes. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. That is amazing. And then I was like, um, maybe he would, maybe, like, Richard would like that, though, because he's a Satanist. But ignorance, Christian ignorance. I looked it up. They don't believe in Hoven and Hoven and Hall. Hoven. They don't believe in Hoven and Hall Satanists, which is like cool. Uh, same. So yeah, uh, I'm really glad I remembered that, just because that's so funny. Because he's like, fuck him. Yeah. But he was like, fuck him. No, because he was like, I love that part when he's like, put the the um, it puts the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose. Like, my <laughs> my fucking Buffalo Bill sounds. A lot more like Tim Gunn. It does. It really does. So I'm glad I remembered that at the last second. Um, I love Chopped. I loved... <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot he was on that. I'm like, what are we talking about now? Where even are we? What time is it? So um, that has been the Sisters Grim podcast. We I think we've said that like four times now. I know, right? Holly um, has a hard time ending the podcast. I told you, you I was tell. on conflicting medications at the very beginning. So love you guys. Bye. Love you. Bye. A big deal. Death always went with the territory. I'll see you in Disneyland. Come along and sing the song and join the jamboree. M-I-C-K-E-Y, M-O-U-R-C.